0: This is an AMI podcast. Reality was starting to set in, and I seriously was wondering if I would never get to see anything ever again. Becky Czar shares her personal experiences as a healthcare provider and young mom with total vision loss. I remember saying to her, Mom, I'm not strong enough. I had hit my rock bottom. My mom replied back to me, you can do this because you have a little boy who needs you. The Blind Reality. New episodes every second Tuesday of the month. Download this AMI podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers.
1: Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. I am Stephen Scott, back with you here once again. I've got my chums, Mark Aflalo's here. Hello, Mark Aflalo. Hello, Mark Aflalo. He is Mark Aflalo. <laughs> Aflalo. Uh Also, we've got Sean Priest with us. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen Scott. How are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, Listen, kill that music, will you? Because do you know something? I've got some serious stuff to talk about here. Uh Uh-oh. I've got to say this, guys. Last week, right? So last week's show, if you tuned in last week, expecting a rant about Trump and thinking, what happened? Did Stephen (laughs) not watch the news? Is his TV box broken? Uh, Well, look, I'm going to level with you guys. Yeah, we re- we recorded that show a little bit in advance, didn't we? A little bit in advance of events <laughs> but unfolding. We don't get
2: political, do we? Yeah. No, we
1: don't. But well, <laughs> well, no, we don't. Unless we, you know, do. Um, and and I kind of did uh, a few occasions before. Um, but yeah, I I just felt you know people might tune in wondering what earth was going on. We just completely ignored <laughs> the news out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, last week was terrible, and it's not going to get much better. But I I do want to pick up a little bit on this. Now we've had a chance to. You know, sort of take in a lot of this, and and obviously things are unfolding. I mean, who knows? By the time this goes out, he may well be out of office. I'll, I somehow doubt it.
2: That takes some time, doesn't it? I don't know how that process works, really. I know,
1: and I'm sure you could Google the answer, but it seems like there's a lot of <laughs> things you need to read there, and I just can't be bothered. But look, I mean, it's, it's very, imp- very important to obviously keep an, an eye on what's going on. I think for me though, what stood out most of all is is how big tech has come along here and essentially been the one to silence him. But it has that power. You know, big tech has the power to silence you. Although my first question is, why is it taking so long?
2: It's a a fine line, I think, because they're scared. They're scared to censor him, because it can be viewed as censorship, right? Hmm. You know, there's amendments and laws and stuff, and they're scared to do it. But at the same time, they're a private company. They're all private companies, and they all have rules. And if you break those rules, they can remove you. So it's a fine line between uh between censoring someone and just, you know, adhering to your rules, but uh, finally they did it. Yeah, well it's, it's a
1: fine line a fine line between making lots of money yeah. off the back of it. Because, you know, let's be honest, when when people aren't dying as a result of what he's saying, it's okay to kinda of make some money out of it, right?
2: Yeah, I guess. But right. now
1: it's like, well hang on a minute. This isn't really this isn't going as planned. Um so maybe we should pull away. And, you know, of course, Twitter banned him, Facebook, Instagram. Tw- Donald Trump's got an Instagram account? I mean, what on earth is on that? I didn't even know.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so it doesn't anymore, I guess. Uh, YouTube have suspended him as well, and his channel. I, I think a lot of the rhetoric he was coming out with even post the event of, of last week, you know, clearly meant that people had to, you know, think, right, we need to pull away from this uh, and get rid of it completely. Um I kind of worry at what he's doing now he doesn't have all these things to jump on and shout at people. Well, but here's what they're saying, though.
2: They're saying is that, you know, just because you removed his digital platform doesn't mean he doesn't have a briefing room in his basement, you know? (laughs) All he has to do is walk 100 feet and he can... Turn on the lights and everybody's going to pay attention and start, you know, live streaming exactly what he says. So if he wants to talk and and speak nonsense or or accuracies, whatever you want to call it, uh, then he has a place to do it still.
3: Yeah,
1: but you know, equally you gotta get up and get dressed to do that. I mean, you know, you could you can tweet from your bed. You know, that's what's great about it.
3: <laughs> you took away the convenience of it. Is that yeah, what you're exactly. saying? It? It's not <laughs> easy <laughs> anymore. Well, you know no, what, Stephen
2: Scott, you you'd suddenly turn that into rational.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it's something that maybe you know, at some point. This had to come about, didn't it? Because people are going to scream as they are doing. Censorship, censorship and free speech. What's happened to free speech? But then you've got that amount of disinformation going about, which I think is different. You know, the whole 5G nonsense. But it's been going on for years. There's been these crazy cures for, you know, things like cancer that have been going on out there. Total disinformation that, that you can find on social media. And to be honest, I think they do have a responsibility for that. Um so it's just pushed this to, okay, this is like the final straw, I think. It's it's difficult though, it is difficult because there is an argument to be said that something like Facebook or Twitter, um, if you ban someone from them, you are taking away a lot of free speech. You're taking away their voice because of the sheer size. I mean, what's the what's the membership of Facebook now? Billions?
2: Um a lot. Yes, yeah, a lot of that'll, people that'll do. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well
1: so, there's about seven billion people on the planet, and there's quite a lot of- of those exactly. billions that are on there, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So I don't, I,
1: don't, I, mean, I, I don't agree to some. I think when it comes to this this thing about free speech, I mean, yeah, look, I'm all for free speech, right? I think it's important, but at the same token, it needs to be. Considered. You know, This is why I only ever read news sites. I get so sick of people now who tell me, oh, I don't watch the mainstream media. I, I get my news from Facebook. Immediately I def- unfriend, defriend that person from my life, eject them from my life completely. I've no interest in these people who tell me that they don't get their news from mainstream. As soon as I hear the words mainstream media, that's me out. I am gone from that person. And I think this is a problem for a lot of us now trying to get access to information. You know, the web is great and there's so much stuff on there. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, Sean, you know, as a a blind person, knowing what is real, what isn't fake, because anybody can set up a website, you know, I mean, how do you know, how do you, how can you trust the information you get? Why am I asking you this question? This is a deep Well, question. look. Why on earth am I asking you? What this? did
3: you say in the intro to this? You know, when you talked about googling I can't to remember. Find that, was out. About, that was about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> you said who can be bothered to look into it, you know? And that means reading things. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all live off those headlines, right? Oh my god. So and so says that See, this you know, is going three, to run a bit in circles, yeah? 3000% <laughs> more people voted and all that. And we don't look into those numbers. We don't check it. That we're relying now on fact checking services aren't we so maybe that is the way to go you know we have become lazy and hey, guys, yeah, then the leader of it.
2: hey guys yes ccs is going on this week
3: yeah
1: it is <laughs> it is But look, before before we get into that because i know I do, I, we, I do want to talk i'm about trying
2: CES. to change the topic before we I get in you're. trouble
1: oh uh, well good luck um parlour's gone i mean i didn't know what parlour was parlour to me was a, a place i used to hang my coat uh or my jacket, I guess. Um in the but parlor. Now apparently it's an app. <laughs> yes, in the parlor. Uh but no, apparently it's it's a it, well, it became a bit of a right wing um home almost a Twitter, I guess, for, for right wing people. I mean that's what I'm reading that's, into anyway.
3: No, well yeah, that is what it is. But I mean the people on there and let's not just say, oh, this is minority of people. There's millions of people on parlor. Oh, so yeah, exactly. Um, you know, people on there will say it's the only platform where they can speak their mind and, and mm. give their Because they were saying, so
1: people who don't know, Parler was an app where you could say essentially what you liked. It wasn't policed. It wasn't looked, uh, even, I mean, some would say Twitter isn't policed properly either, but this really wasn't policed. Um, and was it, it, was Google, I think, who jumped in first and said, right, that's it, it's out, and pulled it from the Play Store. Apple followed, and then Amazon pulled it completely so that the, even the service, the web service side of it, how it operates was binned as well I also want to mention briefly about whatsapp because I I don't really understand this story but whatsapp from my understanding there's some issues around the terms and conditions here
2: well, yeah. I mean, uh, they updated their terms and conditions, and it's suddenly a little bit more obvious that they're sharing a lot of information with Facebook. Um, of course, they're owned by Facebook, so sure there's gonna no, yeah. no, no, no crap. You know, of course, they're gonna share information. The yeah. big concern, I think, is really it's just the mounting and the compounding um, of all the crap that's gone on with Facebook and privacy and information sharing and just how you they use the info. And then suddenly WhatsApp uses it, and suddenly Instagram. I think people are just getting fed up with uh, with Mark Zuckerberg. You know, they're really just getting fed up. And uh, there was a tweet when someone, when they had just came out, someone was complaining online on Twitter, funny enough, uh, saying, you know, this is just getting ridiculous. And Elon Musk said, just switch to signal. And funny enough, because his following is that large, signal servers crashed. And um, uh, they got an influx of new signups and verifications. And I've switched to it. A lot of people I know are switching off of Facebook. I mean, you look at today's generation of, of kids; no one's even on Facebook. It's it's already irrelevant to them. That's it's okay. all about
3: people's social network. According, yeah, to yeah, it the is. Kids. It's become that. Yeah. It's
2: it's now literally. I mean, it's finding your old friends for people in our generation, uh, which is kind of interesting. People are you know, the younger ones are on TikTok, Instagram. You know, they're DMing on Instagram. Twitter isn't even. Isn't even a big one for them anymore either.
1: Wow, I, I just feel so old. Uh, <laughs> I'm still on Facebook, and I do. I'm still one of these people that you know thinks before I hit like on something, and then doesn't really bother. And yeah, I'm, I'm hopeless on social media. Actually, when I think about it, so um, who cares about I, social
3: media?
1: I, you'd want to give it up, don't you? I, I would love to give up social media, but the only well, thing is, you're right. You're right. I would. I would. Lo- I was thinking about this. I'd love to give up my Facebook account, but here's I've the tried. problem. I've tried. It's, it's so hard because there are there are so many. Uh, it's tentacles are everywhere so where i live there's loads of people around here who i don't have my phone number and i don't necessarily want to give up my phone number to people so you know i can give you know a facebook i can connect that way i bought that oculus quest vr headset that's you need, owned you by need facebook. facebook to log in yeah, i yeah, need yeah. facebook for it to yeah. work um whatsapp as well although i have have come away from it and i will say this if you haven't downloaded signal yet um, and you're thinking about it um, it's fully it. accessible. It's fully yeah. accessible as well. It's a brilliant app. It's, it works great with VoiceOver. Have you tried it yet, Sean? I did ask you. Didn't bother, did you? I have
3: downloaded it. No, have I you? haven't tried it yet. No, yes, I have, have downloaded it. I just didn't open it. So you know, halfway there. But I've looked. Uh, <laughs> I've used Telegram before as well. And oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. That's mainly accessible. There's a few unlabeled buttons, but you can use it. And that's you know, they're all pretty much the same, aren't they? So there are well, other options. Yeah, no, no there are unlabeled all, buttons there. Well. Uh, yeah, you, know, you can work around it. And hopefully, with the, the, the amount of new users and sign-ups they're getting, they'll, they'll put a little bit more work in the uh, development side of it. But yeah. they all work about the same way. So there is an alternative, and there
2: is some accessible alternatives is, is as well. Is
1: Signal the new Zoom of 2021? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last year was all about Zoom. This year is all about no, Signal. No,
2: I think Zoom is still Zoom of 2021. Is I it? Think that, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think Zoom – you know what? Zoom has done an incredible job – of um enhancing their services, addressing concerns really quickly. Like mm-hmm. when they towards the beginning of the pandemic when they stopped doing updates, I think it was for like 30 days or 60 days, they said we're not going to be doing updates, we're going to focus on all these concerns and then they rolled up a big update that addressed all of it. it was a big move on their part. You know, it yep. was a really big move servers in, in the in the North America so that people didn't have the concerns about it being in Asia or China. Uh, it was they did a really good job. like even now, like they've, the update in the past week or so has done incredible improvements to audio and video capturing, which is great for us. You know, we sit here and we use Zoom for some of our communications. So I think it's been a great update and they've done a really good job. So they, Zoom is still the Zoom of, of 2021, I think.
1: Hey, Mark, did you know that CES is ongoing at the moment?
2: I did because my brain's going to explode.
1: Look, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to get into CES, uh, what what the big news is from CES this year. Um, It's a virtual event. That was obviously because they knew I couldn't get there this year. So they thought, well, you know what, since Stephen can't come along, we'll make the whole thing virtual and then the whole world can take part. But you can thank me later. In fact, no, you can thank me now. Uh, Stick around. We'll get into that next.
0: If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Marka Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews accessible to all. Find out more at AMI.ca slash This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text one 971 1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show.
1: Yeah, let's get back into it, and it's uh, CES week. Lots Woo. and lots of exciting tech. This is really the week for us geeks. Let's be honest about it. Uh, remember last week, Mark, when you were so ill, you couldn't make it there. Remember yes, that? I
2: do. I, trust me. <laughs> Trust me, I do remember that. I remember that quite well, and it's... Uh oh. It almost I'm hurts sure to so. think about it. But you know what? I find that this is so cool. Um, this virtual CES thing. Number one, I spoke to somebody at the CTA, which is the Consumer Technology Association, um, the organizing body of CES. And it's funny, but they were actually planning on doing a digital version of CES, kind of alongside the actual show, something where they could kind of extend it over a month and let people have access to things. So this wasn't really foreign to them. It was actually just giving them an excuse to just kind of make it all digital. But it's... Um, Still over 1,400 exhibitors versus, you know, 4,000, that is quite a drop, but still all the major players are there, but it's so much more relaxed. You know, you could schedule things, you can watch things later, you don't have to worry about being in one end of the hall. You know, that was, I know, Stephen, you being on the ground there last year, just getting from one place to another, did we schedule one thing that you actually made? No. (laughs) No, it, just, it, didn't, it didn't work I mean,
1: don't get me wrong that was partly because i found food places in between and i, I spent some time there uh you know and it, but it was it was ridiculous and i just i think these events being virtual now i don't see any negative in this even if we get back to and i'm sure we will go back to physical ces and physical events like the like this around the world as, as years come along but I think we still have to keep an element of this because think of the amount of people who are able to attend this event now I don't know why people don't get this, but you talk to people who keep desperately banging on about, no, no, we need to get back to the way it was. What, I've got to get on a plane and travel halfway around the world so I can come and see you, or I could just talk to you from my house. Yeah. I know it's not the same. I know that obviously there are benefits. <laughs> well, it's better for a lot of people who can't make it. And I think, you know, especially in, in the disabled community, a lot of people just cannot get from place to place or do these things. And, you know, being able to take part in these events... Is brilliant if you can do it from your own home. It benefits well, this is, a lot of
2: people. This is going to be the year that I'm able to go to CES. I'm able to go to NAB. I'm able to go to NAM. All these conferences that I never would have been able to physically attend. I can wake up in the morning, have my coffee, take my kids to school, attend events, watch seminars, hear keynote speeches, have another cup of coffee, go to the bathroom when I want to go to the bathroom, pick up my kids from school, and at the end of the day, go to bed in my bed and not spend a penny doing it.
1: And I can do it without sweating profusely. Yeah. In rather nice shirts.
2: And get all the coverage we need, if not even more, than we would normally cover if we were there because you don't have the physical the physical bandwidth, you know, the, the limitations of getting from one place to another. Now you don't have that. You don't need to worry about that. You could just say, Okay, let's talk at this time.
1: And you know, people like us in the media, we are, you know, able to access a lot of this content and people who are there. For up to thirty days beyond the event, so actually it's almost CES month in a lot of ways, and that again gives us the ability to get more content and bring more of the stories to you. That's that's what this is brilliant about. So yeah, and that's fun. And we get access. To, there's probably more I'll get from this than I would have ever got last year, and I loved being there last year, but it was just a whirlwind. And you know, you would get someone and be like, "Oh, this this fantastic event that you really like is is just finished. Oh, great, okay," yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was it. You but know, so
3: but isn't that the point is is that i mean i know the number of exhibitors has dropped but the amount of people that are actually going to be able to take part in this and the the whole move towards uh, a dual You know, a digital version and the actual physical event happening whenever we Mm. get back to that. It's got to be the best of both worlds. Because when it comes to something like SES, uh, I think actually getting people involved and actually demoing the tech in person, there is a lot to be said for that. It's different than… Well, that's the challenge. Well, exactly. It's getting that's that the balance. One, yeah. but the yeah. Apple event, Samsung event, Google event. I mean, you know, who cares? Yeah, That's perfectly fine to just be digital only. But something like this, I think you do need that physical aspect as well. But the amount of people that can access this through the uh, digital entrance is great.
1: The digital entrance. I like that. that. And sounds sounds, sounds kind of
2: dirty, doesn't it? Though. That sounds a bit dirty. Yeah. It sounds like a I website. We probably don't that. Google
1: it. Don't Google that.
3: So, um, okay. So, so you've been.
1: Yeah, I was going to say because you've been you've been on this all week. I mean, I've I've been oh God, I've been yeah. doing other things, but you you've been really on it with this. So um, what have you what have you been spotting, Mark?
2: Uh, you know, I, I've noticed and I try to figure out what the theme is. You know, there's always a theme. There's some kind of overarching, you know, similarities among the companies. And it seems that 8K TV, even though about a week and a half ago when I was on Now with, with Dave Brown, weekday mornings on uh, AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Um, nice. I was saying how I, I think that 8K is one of these things, like, why is it happening? I think that broadcasters need to create content first. And here comes CES a week later, and every single company, including some of the smaller companies like TCL, have now committed to be doing full 8K televisions this year. Like, every TV that TCL comes out with is going to be an 8K TV. Every Samsung TV is going to be an 8K TV with AI upscaling. Like, it's it's very, very interesting to me because there's very little content out there, if any. In 8K, but you know, for if you're disabled, who cares? Like, what, yeah, exactly. does it even yes. make a difference? Can barely see um, 4K. Never mind just 8K. take the screen away. We but don't it, care. here's the funny thing: is I did speak to Samsung yesterday about their TVs and about all the technology, and they've actually spent a lot of time on the assistive side of things. Uh, there's new magnifier built into their TV. There's new voice. Con- there's gesture control. It's able to actually, you know, recognize gestures, um, which is pretty cool. Um, there's things on on captioning. When the captioning actually appears on the screen, you're able to control that separately. It's not like just embedded and that's it. You can actually bring it up and zoom in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Things like um, uh, sign language. You know how a little window pops up for people who are deaf. Now you can actually use that window and do things with it. You can put more things on the screen. So they've done. They've actually spent a lot of time on the assistive side of things too, which is really neat that yeah, is I really that.
3: cool I, I, I how they I don't know how they do that so you can move that sign uh, the signer window Well, it's called it.
1: sign language zoom so you can zoom into it that's yeah, pretty cool you can put it so, wherever you, know, you like. can make it bigger
3: yeah Fantastic, and the same with the subtitles. You can move them out of the way if they're blocking exactly. other content. It's because normally, amazing.
2: when you're when you're when you're creating the content, it's normally embedded in the video, right? So it's it's like another channel of content. Now they've able to actually separate that and allow you to have some control over it, which is neat. And it's one of those. It's it's probably not even a complicated thing for them to do, but the fact that they did it and they thought of it is actually kind of neat. Yeah.
3: yeah, and it's going to be in all their TVs in 2021 onwards.
2: isn't it? Exactly. These new exactly. Features. Plus, plus some of the TVs of the past couple of years that they're able to update, depending on processor and features, they're able to add that stuff to it too, which is which is pretty cool. But I mean, like, listen, every TV has AirPlay, every TV, play, every TV has Apple TV, uh, homeKit compatibility, and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're announcing. You know, our show airs on Thursday, so the Galaxy S21 will have been unveiled by the time you guys are listening to this. <gasps> Yeah, Stephen Oh, doesn't another
1: care. another phone I don't care about There you go, sold you
2: <laughs> You excited yeah, by yeah. this one, Mark? The S21? Um, I think I am I think You know why? I think I'm excited by it Because no one else releases phones this time of the year So it's fun to get a flagship Caliber phone released Before anybody else does So it's kind of fun to, to play with that uh, Hopefully what, I get my hands on one What
3: are they going to have? What, what's going to be the killer feature in the S21? Um,
2: they're making it S Pen compatible. You're going to be able to actually use that stylus on it. Oh,
3: wow. It's so exciting.
2: Can we mute Stephen? Can we just get rid of him the, so we can have a conversation? Unbelievable.
3: here? Oh, unbelievable. Can, can
2: us, us, us grown ups have a conversation here, Stephen? Is that okay with you?
3: <laughs> can we sit in the corner? Uh, do, same uh, same. What about the, um, the the LiDAR sensor or something like that? Do you think they're going to move that way?
2: No, they, I mean they no. haven't. I haven't seen anything in terms of lidar on those phones yet, which is interesting. I mean, all of them are five G. Everything's five G there. Mm-hmm. Uh, better displays. They always save the best displays for their phones. Of course, they're kind of neat. Um, me you know you guys talk amongst yourselves while i try to find the content see all
3: those features you expect don't you in the next generation it's got a better display it's got blah 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 it's all a bit meh. yeah but come on it's a bit like the iphones right i mean it's the same
1: thing you get yeah yeah, you're not going to get the huge killer feature this time right i mean maybe in a future edition something will come along but I think, truthfully, we're, we're just at that stage where it's just evolution every year. And it might be that the camera's better and it can do yeah. better. There's no doubt at all that Samsung, I think, have the best screens on the market. Although, you could, I, I've only really experienced Samsung, so I can't speak for other manufacturers. But from my experience, Samsung had the best screens. Cameras, I think they probably do have decent cameras. I think I think most people say they're better than the uh the iphone camera i think was it marcus <gasps> brownlee that said that mark that, that he had was it is it samsung that won that particular
2: no remember there no i don't no, think I, it, remember I don't think it was samsung
1: um so no samsung. but you know they do have good cameras in them they do have great screens obviously in, in terms of accessibility samsung have kind of gone their own way a little bit on it which is kind of cool um i've you know i'll, I'll Remind me later to tell you about my new Sony TV, which I've got to tell you about. Um, I won't mention it here because it's not relevant at the moment, but we'll talk about it later on. But it just, you know, the companies are really moving forward with accessibility in this space, which is which is great.
3: You're impressed.
1: That's all we'll say at this time.
3: Mm -hmm. You're very impressed. But look, if if anyone's gonna, I know know what you're saying. Evolution and iPhones exactly the same. Apple's exactly the same. But when it comes to something like Samsung, they're not afraid to say, "Hey, we got this thing we just thought up." bang, there you go, it's in the phone, test it out, and next year we'll drop it. You know, like the gesture control or, or whatever it may be. So I always I say... That- I suppose I
1: tend to look at Samsung, or any product nowadays, just through one simple prism, and that is accessibility. Because I know that the features are going to be good enough. Any phone you buy, whether it be oh, iPhone, yeah. be Android, right. be whatever, it's going to be good enough. I mean, one of the questions I get asked all the time is what phone should I buy on the Apple side or on the Android side? And yeah. I think, well, pretty much... All of them are okay. Anything's okay. I think the lower end of the Android market, the low cost end, the 200 three hundred dollar range, maybe not so good for accessibility. Great if you don't use accessibility. Um, but beyond that, I think you're, you're generally fine. I'm sure yeah. I'll get emails. I can wait. I'm waiting for the emails. No, they'll come. Uh, no, no, don't worry, they'll come. But I think I'm right. Yeah, well, I, know. I know. We'll delete. Them. <laughs> 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 Just delete them. Yeah.
2: Um, you, you know what? Some of the smaller companies um, uh, kind of you know blow my mind a little bit. There's a company that developed a bicycle helmet um, that has built-in mesh, almost like a walkie-talkie sy- system that works between other helmets of the same kind, which is pretty cool. Plus Bluetooth and you know voice guidance for your GPS, um, similar uh, for snow uh, for skiing, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, the typical companies like Anchor released new headphones and new products. Uh, I kind of love the accessory side of things because I find they innovate a little bit more sometimes than the bigger companies. Uh, and these are like yeah, the little it, things that we get to play with.
1: Belkin's the one I'm, I'm looking at at the moment because I'm looking for a really cool and decent MagSafe charger for my iPhone 12. And they're not there's not that much out there. I mean, Apple creates yeah, theirs. Coming. Yeah, but they're, they're not here yet, but they are coming. I think the new one that was announced, there was a couple of cool things, actually, in that regard. There was one from Belkin, which was the, the, the... They have this multi-charger where you can charge the AirPods, your watch, and your phone all at the same time. But they've also created one which is just the phone and the AirPods, minus the watch, and obviously the cost is a bit less. Um, and on that kind of note, I saw Kensington, I think it was, have created a dock for your iPad... This is pretty cool. Uh, so you can connect all your peripherals up at the back, and you know you can essentially you know use a, a Bluetooth keyboard or whatever, and use your iPad as a computer. Uh, which is obviously where they're wanting things to go, and with a trackpad or a mouse and a, and a keyboard, you can do that now. So you know, we're, we're, I'm with you. I, I love the accessory side of things. I've I've kind of got all the toys I need, but I like I now like to plug things into them.
2: That that Kensington <laughs> dock actually is uh, is really cool because it's got that kind of stainless steel, like the aluminium design, um, with an SD mm-hmm. reader well on enough. the side. It's got a network port on the back, uh, three USB Type A's, but USB 3.0 HDMI output. And it's meant for the iPad, so you literally you plug it in on this this like stand. It looks almost like a like a kiosk you find in a store, and suddenly you have access. It really, I mean, allows you to use it as a computer. It really is. It, it just it does that, which is pretty cool. And here's the other thing: automotive. It, they come out in amazing stuff. I'm seeing from BMW, Mercedes has a 60 inch, 59 okay, um 59 inch screen that basically travels from left to right of the entire. Car cockpit, and you're you're saying to yourself, "That's great. I don't drive." Well, let's not forget about the advances in autonomous driving, uh, and and all the stuff they're putting into these vehicles. They're putting a whole entertainment system for the passenger, let alone the driver. It, really, really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. No, no, no it's no. funny you say that. No, no. Let me just say no, this no. because <laughs> because you know what? I love the fact that we're talking about autonomous cars <laughs> and talking about them in the way that. You know, even we as blind people might be able to benefit from them, because you know this show has been compared to Top Gear and The Grand Tour, and we'll finally be able to actually do a car show. Finally, <laughs> we can actually do our own double how many, tap. Cars. How many times,
2: Stephen, have I called you and said? Can we talk about cars, please? Can we please talk about? I mean, BMW. I mean, I have a great yep. relationship with BMW. They give me vehicles for a week at a time to play with. Literally, like they have a press fleet. This is what they do with. But I have no platform to talk about these cars, so I need, need, I need to get it out.
1: So it needs to be autonomous, so we can talk about it, and Mark can get more. Cars. Yes, <laughs> I'm all for that. We'll I'm give you a, a two-minute you know, segment Sean, every week. Sean, just we that out what so I don't I, love,
2: them, I don't want them to realize this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What I love about all this is that, you know, when this when the smart autonomous car comes, you can order it online, and it'll just deliver itself. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, clever. Is it like those itself to companies will
2: take away your old one and come back
3: to it? To yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> they
2: uncurl yeah. in front of you. Uh, but
3: yeah. Going back to the 60-inch TV No, no, it's in not a TV. It's the
2: whole dash. So imagine this very, very wide yet narrow screen that includes your instrument panel, your infotainment system, and all your vehicle controls in the middle. Then on the passenger side, they have a 10-inch, a uh, or even a 14-inch a diagonal screen where they can enjoy content or or control their elements of the car. Then down the middle console, you have its all-screen as well. They're really, they're, they're taking the, it's funny, think back to when Steve Jobs unveiled that first iPhone in 2007. It was all about the yeah. fact that without physical buttons, you can really can make the interface whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. So it's contextual, right? Now the car manufacturers are doing the same thing. It's not like Tesla that just puts a tablet in the middle. That's great. They're doing this to the whole dash. Yeah.
3: So old fashioned Tesla.
2: So if they want to move the if they want to move <laughs> the volume knob, they can move the volume knob. You want to move this button there because people are reacting like, ah, oh, it's a bit too far. They can do that in a software update.
1: Let's be honest. When Apple bring... I mean, we're all talking this year about the Apple Glass, right? When Apple Glass finally... You're
2: talking about it. ...show up
1: this year. Well, I, I talk about it as much as, as anyone will let me, to be honest. Uh, I, I love uh, Apple, the idea of Apple Glass. But I think when Apple Car comes out, I think that... We're talking, what, 2024? Yeah, yeah. Well, sure it was, it was 2020 when that we first started happen. talking
2: about it. Won't
3: happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, that's it. But I mean, I think by that point, I'd like to think we're getting closer to that stage where... The idea of it being an autonomous car, being able to do all this by itself, regulations being sorted out and all of that, so that these cars can get on the road and drive themselves. One thing that really excites me here in the UK is that the the legislation that's being put forward at the moment says that the car does not have to have someone in it who can drive. The car can be entirely autonomous. They're pitching this, of course, at autonomous taxis. And I think that is what will maybe start off this this thing. And then it will go from that to, you know, people will be able to use it. In the same way, either they'll buy one, although I don't think people will buy these cars. I think people will essentially pay a service like Uber equivalent. And you'll just have a car whenever you need one. It'll just turn up. And that's the best way this could go. But for us, this is going to be life-changing. I mean, I cannot begin to tell you, Mark, you jump in your car, you go wherever you do. I bet you don't even think for a second, what would it be like? No fault of your own, but why? Why would you think this? But I believe, you know, yeah. In your world, you just—if you need to go to the store, you just go to the store. And you know, if I go to the store, I'm thinking, well, okay, I have to get a taxi there. And of course, we're in the age of COVID. Do I really want to do that? That means I'm with someone else. I mean, whatever journey I take, unless it's very near the the house, I have to have someone else involved. I, I it's either getting on a bus, or it's getting in a, a car, as a taxi, or going on a train. Whatever journey you take you do with someone else i rarely have ever had the joy In fact, i have never had the joy of being able to get in a car listen to the music on my own you know listen to a podcast or the radio whatever it might be you know you've got your headphones on but there's always someone want to talk to you the driver wants to talk to you whatever the heck else and on it goes and you just think you know the idea of getting into that car and heading off for a nice drive in the country or going to get a a meal somewhere of course all this is irrelevant because we're all stuck at home anyway so really at the moment it's all <laughs> irrelevant know, I, I, but you know I've got a very we'll funny
2: story of being stuck at home there's a curfew where I am in Quebec 8pm um, the only catch and the only way that you can go out after the curfew is if you're walking your dog and one woman and one couple took this to a next level and I'll tell you after the break oh okay
1: all right, stick around. double tap Canada uh, keep in touch with us we'll give you the contact details in a moment
0: miss something on today's show? Search for Double Tap Canada on the podcast platform of your choice and listen anytime. We'll be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada.
2: Yeah, oh, we're on there, are your... <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: I see. Right. that was.
2: <laughs> you, 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 you let oh, Let's try it again.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. <laughs>
2: okay, go for <forward>, it. <laughs> Do you know what happened? I know. Your equipment blew up. I know.
1: Uh, it did. My equipment blew up. This is why I am sitting here. It, I am. There are fumes of fire all around Literally. Me. Yeah. I was sitting here earlier today. I don't today. believe you. No, this is ridiculous, right, Sean? So what happens is I plug in a pair of speakers to my mixing desk, and all of a sudden I get bang and then the smell of fire oh good that's nice so it turned everything off smell of fire i like that That should be a name of a bang i've got to say i've never used be my eyes for this one before (laughs) hi be my eyes guys Uh, can you tell me if anything's on fire in front of me um so thankfully the answer was no uh but my mixing desk is um well it's now trash quite frankly so that's that wow are you sure
3: it was speakers you plugged in I think it was. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> plugged in the dog. Um. Anyway, breaking news. Talking of dogs, the dog story.
2: Oh, yeah, the dog okay, story, so yeah. so so a couple was fined fifteen hundred dollars each because the rule of the curfew is that after eight p.m., unless you're an essential worker or have some kind of note, um, you're only allowed to walk within one kilometer from your home if you're walking a dog. So uh, a couple decided that they would uh, they would uh, you know follow the rules, except in this case, the husband was the dog they put a leash and a collar on the husband and they went for a stroll in their neighborhood and the police stopped them and said this is really funny you know what's gonna make it even more funny if you got fined for it so they fined them each (laughs) $1,500 and uh, lesson learned your husband is not a dog you see wives out there I know you call us dogs (laughs) but this is the lesson to be learned
3: to be fair, what idiots. I mean, unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Listen, people are renting their dogs on Craigslist and Kijiji. There are <laughs> ads for these. one you know, $100 for an hour if you want to borrow my dog and walk it because you need to go smoke. I mean, I, I look at it and say, I have a backyard. I'm allowed in my backyard. Yeah. I can do whatever I want there. I could walk outside and stand on my stoop. As long as I'm not in the in the street, I can, you know, do you, you really need to walk in the street? Like, come on.
3: People love to be rebels.
2: Oh, it feels yeah. like they're, you know, sticking it to them. Yeah, the i am mean, really enjoying the COVID numbers thanks to the rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And you it's know, it's, well it's
1: funny, though. It takes me back to a story from years back where a guy uh, was caught. He was fined on a, a speeding uh, camera you know one of those cameras on the the highways that, that track your speed I don't know if that's a big deal for you guys over there in Canada Mark but um, you've got these cameras the, over here the, in the UK this is how basically our government is funded I think <laughs> basically just by finding people who are driving yeah. too fast um, so what happened is that in order for you to be fined what happens is they send you a picture of you in the car so they can prove that it's you driving the car so they send you the picture so this guy thought it would be funny Uh, to send back a picture of the £60 fine. So, three £20 notes on the table, took a picture of them and sent them to the police. Uh, Thankfully, the police had a sense of humour and they sent back a picture of a pair of handcuffs um, with a note saying, this is all funny, but could you, you know, pay the fine? Um, But she did. Or you're going to prison. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to... CES, because one other thing this year, which I thought was rather interesting, and no great surprise, I guess, is how technology companies are uh, dealing with COVID-19. And one area that we're seeing a lot of uh, interest in is masks. Um, a couple of companies are now coming up with smart masks. Now, you tried this on my behalf, Mark. Um, you bought, a, I can't remember <laughs> the name of it, but that horrific mask that made me look like Hannibal Lecter if I'd finally got my hands on it. Uh, well, it was too small for your face. It was definitely too small for it mine. It fit
2: my son's face, and he yeah. he, he truly enjoyed it. Um, it. It basically just had Bluetooth headphones in it. That was pretty yeah. much the, the gimmick with it. Uh, but it was it didn't fit my head, so I, I said, there's no way, Steve. I'm not going to spend money sending this to Scotland. If it doesn't fit me, it's not going to fit you.
1: But the thing is that they are trying to create masks. That I think the couple of things they're trying to do is improve the speech from the mask. That was one that I saw. I think it was. I want to say it's Razer that did it.
2: Yeah, Razer announced it yesterday. I really, it's really cool. It's got a, it's got a clear front, so you can see the mouth movement, which is Ah. really good. Um, Plus, they've got like a speaker on it, like almost like an amplifier on the outside, that helps amplify the voice. You can hear it properly. Um, Plus, it's good when you're at the bank. Exactly. Exactly. You're like a teller, walking bank teller. (laughs)
1: But you know, I mean, you think about it, right? Being deaf right now must be horrific. Because, you know, everybody's walking around with masks on. So the more we can have these masks, the better, right? I mean, I I think that I think this is a great idea. And, you know, if you can add some tech to your mask as
3: well. Oh, no, come on. I mean, you know, I'm all for tech. But really? I mean, just wear a face. uh, What's it called? A face shield. You know they're clear, and you can still what, see. You'll see, so you look like a beekeeper
1: face. walking around the supermarket.
3: No, lots of people wear those because they don't like the mask, especially if you're doing it all day. If you got to wear a mask all day, no, that's different. A face shield is a lot better. But oh, come on, Bluetooth speakers in these masks—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a no. It's just a terrible the idea. The other one I saw that was Stop interesting.
1: It. Was Quantum Operation Inc. They have a prototype. Um, this will I appeal, and I—I—I'm I, going to predict now that Apple buy this company. In the next few months, right? Because they've come up with a technology that allows people who have diabetes to test their, the sugar level in their blood without having to put a needle in. Um, that's so the holy they, grail. Well, that's what they've been after for years. So this this is a startup company. Um, they're claiming the prototype can track blood sugar levels without the need for needles. Um, and apparently they can measure blood sugar from the wrist. It uses a little spectrometer, it says, to scan the blood to measure for glucose. That's really what Apple have been trying to do. So um, I expect they will be bought
3: soon. I expect there will be a bidding war. As I said, every yeah. every health company out there will want this because, you know, it's obvious. If you can do it without actually having to draw blood, then uh, it makes everything so much easier. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty
2: cool.
1: I've been reading about uh, or Mothlin, I think it is. Have you heard about this? An AI pet robot. That looks like. Um, Apparently, no, this is their words, not mine. This is from Engadget. It says, it "Looks like someone spilled water on a Mogwai boom boom mic." <laughs> uh, Moflin, like many of the softer robots we've seen no, in the past, means. comes with emotional capabilities and the ability <gasps> to learn. And it also has an egg-shaped nest it sleeps in to recharge. Apparently, it's oh adorable. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, I look, this this my Tinder the- profile spell that for me.
2: Moflin. L I N. An AI pet robot with emotional capabilities. It's furry. It's, it's a furry. Furby. Yeah. It, it looks yeah. like a little little rat without a tail.
3: Are oh, you really selling it? No. I want yeah, to.
2: Lord. <laughs> I think I prefer the first. It is there creepy. is something
3: for these, though, isn't there? I mean, there's that... Sony did that pet robot dog, which was huge in Japan and everything. Um, people do want that emotional companion. It possesses... They just don't want to clear up after it. Two-dimensional so. <laughs> emotion. Oh, that's Steven.
2: Yeah, that's right, yeah. It had had its own personality. Hunger and anger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just a flick switch, really, on that. It's quite simple in some respects.
2: They say, you will start to grow affection and attachment to Moflin like you would a living pet.
1: But it's, it's oh. Bot handy, though, that's the one that's got me excited. You've got to hear about this. This this is the one that really appeals to me. It can load the dishwasher and set the table. Now you're talking. This is Samsung who've come up with this. Um, they're still working on robots for the home. And apparently it's got two creations. Uh, Samsung for two creations they've been revealing. Bot handy is the most interesting one, though. Uh, apparently it's an extendable gripper arm to help Steady. you load the dishwasher, yeah. set the table, and pour drinks. <gasps> So apparently it uses cameras on the, the robot's head and arm, and the AI can identify objects of various sizes, shapes, and weights. It can even extend vertically to reach higher spots. It's being seen, I guess, as an assistant in the home you know, for care, but there is one called Bot Care as well, which monitors behavior and offers reminders. So, for example, uh, it'll nag you to get up and stretch your legs, and I guess it'll just come over and grab you and pull you up if you don't. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's all this kind of stuff and you, we're starting to see a lot of this come out to you know people, seniors, those who have uh, different conditions that can benefit them. Uh, this is the kind of exciting stuff, although, again, the thing with CES is it's all prototype at this stage. You know, we're not of going to see these products on the market. No, no. I
2: moment. believe that I'm going to walk into the CEO of Samsung, and his. Ha- I'm going to be greeted by a robot who's going to shake my hand. It's going to take my coat. It's going to hang it up for me. It's going to pour me a glass of wine. It's going to talk to the fridge remotely, and the fridge is going to open and brew me a cup. Co- uh, I envision the Jetsons when I look at some of this technology <laughs> that's coming out of Samsung. And and I mean, even their refrigerators are getting more connected. It's, this is, I I want it all.
1: What about the, um, what was the one I I learned about this week? The Smart, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a Smart perfume bottle. So, you know, you know what it's like, guys, right? You're you're heading out, and you maybe want to put on a bit of aftershave, a bit of scent on your body. Uh, Well, you know, maybe you you like the scent, and you think, oh, that's quite nice. But then the next day, you think, oh, I don't want the same scent again, because I'm not a a savage. So you've decided you want a, a second scent. Well, apparently you can, you know, Choose another scent And this thing will just You know Do some. I'm going to use Technical language here It's going to do something In the bottle That will make A different infusion For you And you can Oof. spray that On yourself
3: Or well, you could just Pick anyone? up a different bottle Couldn't you Really no, Like I, mean... I
1: said That's, that's savagery I, I'm not for that <laughs> It's gotta be technology based, I'm not interested.
3: Look, CES is great for all these. Did you see that crazy bizarre piece of tech? It's great for all these, but this is what, what is- this
2: is here. This is the difference between a digital CES and a regular CES. At regular CES, when you had four thousand exhibitors, there was like the back corner that you almost have to go through <laughs> yes. the curtain. Before you can even go in and you have to be 18, or old, 18 years old or over. And, and behind this curtain was the stuff that they really should not be talking about. Like there's probably an NDA saying, don't tell the public about this stuff. We're trying really, really, really wrong, wrong, wrong things with technology. And they put it behind that black curtain because they're kind of embarrassed about it. But at the same time, they're getting paid to put it there. This is where that perfume bottle, I think, belongs.
3: <laughs> I think you're in right. In
2: no way. Good but what?
3: So, what's the theme from this year's CES? Is there a theme that that we we seeing? Because every year, you know, it, it was three well, D TVs, M four K. So, I'm assuming it's just eight K TVs. No, you know the what? I spoke
2: to so I, sp- I spoke to this guy, um, this guy Rick Kowalski, who is he's an analyst at the CTA, and he said that the theme this year is really about low latency connectivity. And putting sensors in everything, he said, "It's yes, the 8K TVs are there, but you're still, we're still probably two or three years out before that really gets into a home and gets becomes affordable." So this year, the theme really is about things being connected and being connected with really, really low latency. So we're talking about 5G and uh, other technologies like you know Wi-Fi 6E. That's
1: quite cool. Yeah, I mean, and also there's a lot of talk around exercise as well, you know, and not, you <laughs> know, one of the things I, I did see, I know I, I didn't pay a huge amount of attention to this, but but the article I did, you know, peer onto went into, you know, how they're trying to build routines for us to, to use technology in the home to help us get fit, which of course has been something that's been ongoing for years, but, you know, a lot of the emphasis has been on going to the gym, getting out, whereas now, of course, with COVID, you can't do as much of that, so home fitness tech is something that we should be... Excited about uh, Look, CES continues, and we'll have lots more on it next week. I'm sure we'll be uh, talking more about it, and certainly on future Double Tap TV episodes. I just want to quickly mention, Mark, you're in charge of the time. Do I have time to mention my Sony TV?
2: Uh, of course you have time to mention your Sony TV. We've got about you know nine minutes left to talk. Loads no idea.
1: I, I don't keep tracking anything anymore. That's
2: what you're here <laughs> We've for. We've taken two <laughs>
1: right,
3: breaks, haven't
2: so. we? Yes, we have. Yeah, right. <laughs> so nine minutes.
1: Okay, well, look, that's plenty of time. Uh, I, I just want to mention this because I got Sony uh, sent me a TV 2020 model uh, just at the tail end of last year, the latest model of TV. 55-inch uh, version of it. Yeah, they, they treat me so badly. And um, <laughs> I got this TV, and it, it took me until the beginning of this year just to get it unboxed and get up on the wall to actually try it out. This is a an Android TV, and um, this has been interesting to me for a number of reasons. One, because obviously it runs Android, so you know what's that experience going to be like? Uh, and also because it has got a lot of built-in accessibility. I'm going to summarise this for you guys. This uh, TV is uh, possibly the most enjoyable and accessible TV that I've found. I've mm. used Samsung, and I think Samsung are very good. Uh, Sean, you've got a Samsung TV. You think yours is a bit older than 2018? Think your model 2018,
3: yeah. It's a little yeah. bit slow, not quite as responsive, but still the accessibility is really good.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in my living room, I've got a, a 75-inch Samsung that I got on, for a ridiculously low price when I when I got it. Uh, Samsung didn't send me it. I'm just saying that. Um, so I bought it with my own cash, and it's nice. You know, it, it's good, but the accessibility, you know, the voice is a bit ropey at times. It's not perfect. Oh, that's terrible. Um, yeah. So that's a problem. You know, what I mean by that is it, the the voice will judder. You know, it feels like it's not got enough power behind it. Whereas inc- incidentally, with this TV, um, when I switched on the accessibility, as in the, the voice feedback, it was instant. As soon as you press that remote, you were getting that instant feedback. So it was like, almost like using the Apple TV. It'd go as far as that. Um, I haven't delved too far into it at the moment, but one thing I will find, uh, and I will do a, a full review of it for you, but the one thing that really has stood out for me is uh, the accessibility side from the from the screen reader is very good. But here's the thing. It actually has two screen readers built in. This is a bit confusing. What Sony have done is they've built their own screen reader based on the Android platform of TalkBack. But you've also got TalkBack in there as well. Bear in mind that TalkBack is part of the Android accessibility suite, which you can download to any device that is Android. Well, pretty much any device. So screen reader is an extension of that, but it is its own separate app. When I put TalkBack on, I was getting more of that what I would call the fire T V stick experience, which is where you you know, you, you arrow left and right on something yeah. and it kinda of takes a second or half a second to respond, which it's doesn't noticeable. sound like much, but it, it is noticeable, yeah. Whereas with this, you know, it was the same on when Top was turned on, turned that off, put screen reader on, big difference. Um what I'm looking forward to trying, of course, are these third-party apps. That's usually where all these things fall down. But we will find out. How will Amazon work? <laughs> how will Netflix work? Will will I be able to access any of the information in there? Or is it just the system I can use? In which case, I still have to plug in an Apple TV or a Fire Stick. And even
2: that's you know, I don't think you're going to have to. Well,
1: fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, we'll get into all that. And, of course, the great thing as well is it has AirPlay 2 built into it, which is lovely. Um you can, And the other thing which a lot of people ask me, especially when you buy something new, you know, I often get the question, if you're blind, can you set this up alone? Well, you can't set the TV up on your own without somebody being with you because you you, well, you need somebody with you to do it. However, they do have a setup option if you have an Android phone. You can download an app and you can set up the phone via the app. Sorry, set up the TV via the app. Yeah. Uh, so that is... A pretty cool way of doing it as well so you know i'm going to test all this out and i've got to also give mention to my project turntable which i got for christmas finally unboxed it i mentioned it just at the tail end of last year uh i'm very excited about this the sound into my sonos is beautiful i was enjoying adele's 25 album in beautiful vinyl and uh yeah it is joy it's the only album I've got so I've listened to that album a lot <laughs> uh, so I'm going to, have to buy some more albums I think but um, yeah it, and if you incredible. plugged
3: the Echo Dot into your Sonos speakers it would sound just as good so yeah uh, no uh, way well done. and be a lot easier yeah yeah no how'd way how'd you get on with your gaming machine uh, Mark
2: uh, so yeah <laughs> The so Macs he, don't wha- gain debate from I time by now, <laughs> surely, no? Come on. Uh, here, here's the story Steven calls me up during the break, and he says, I've put Windows in on boot camp on my super powerful Mac, and uh, it's great. I'm being able to play my truck game, and I'm going to try my Oculus Quest. And, and how did that work out for you, Steven? Well,. Okay, it's it's been I don't need a, a long challenge. story, just just good a just, you know, quick answer. Okay,
1: it's not it's not great. I'm going I'm not going to lie to you. It's not.
2: <sighs> okay, yes. so I I uh, my son has this gaming machine that's probably about 5 years old and I tried to set up. It doesn't even have Thunderbolt or USB 3, so I tried to install Flight Simulator and plug in the Oculus Quest 2 and it was not very usable at all in any way, shape, or form. So I said, so Stephen calls me and says, I did this with with the truck game. I'm like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. This is a really powerful computer. Let me go ahead and do the same thing. I install boot camp. I spend two days updating Windows. Update, 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 update. I plug everything in, and I can't even get the Oculus Quest working properly with Flight Simulator. It's not even—it's not even recognizing it. It's—you need the Oculus Link cable, which is just a high-quality USB-C cable. It's just not working for me. Now, I figured, let me let me make a phone call. I, I I reach out to a friend of mine who works at Dell. I said, "Come on, I need a gaming machine that I can I can talk about games on, and I can do VR on. And do you think you could send me something or give me a discount on something?" So he goes, Mark, I'm going to order something for you next week. Just wait. I'll send it to you, and it'll be it'll be okay. So, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'll have a, a new gaming machine that might, might be okay up to snuff. I mean, I read the specs. It looks pretty good.
3: It's amazing. It's top-of-the-line <laughs> gaming. You are unbelievable. You go from a Mac, which let's not beat around the bush. I was correct. Macs don't game. They are terrible. And, and now you've They're got the, yeah. the top-of-the-line gaming rig coming to you. I'm so jealous. It is a uh, hard life.
2: It's not yeah. it's not it's not great. I mean it's only got the 3080 Nvidia, not the 3090. Oh yeah. Oh well, send it back. The <laughs> oh, I'm not sending it back. What are you talking about? You crazy? Have you see the specs on this thing? <sighs> <laughs> oh,
1: it's gonna be too much fun. This could be. So, I mean, th- that's the thing. In 2021, we've got plenty to talk about. We don't have to worry about politics. We don't have to worry about of the time,
2: world time
1: too. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Yeah, we've got all the time in the world to to get into all this stuff. I will say as well, I've been spending a lot more time. I know you sent yours back, Mark, but my AirPods Max are beautiful. Oh, Whoa, well, 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 We've got to be
3: out of time. But Mark, you sent yours back. Seven hundred and seventy-nine
2: dollars Canadian.
3: Oh, so yes, cool. yes. And but weren't they amazing? They were good,
2: but you know what? I received oh. a pair of Cambridge Audio wireless earbuds two days later that are retail for $169 Canadian. That blew my mind. Stephen,
3: you've been lying to me. No, they're not that good. Mark says well, I <laughs> No, they're good,
2: but you know what? There's I'm, better out I'm there. I'm sticking with them. Yeah.
3: Well, and that, that, there's that, as that,
1: good out that, there. Absolutely. Exactly. There's always better out there, but I think... For me, again, it's just a tie-in to tie into the Apple ecosystem. I am so appled in now. It is. I'm actually worrying if I'll ever get out again. To be honest, I don't think I'm
2: You're ever going like to get out. You're
3: never going You cannot leave. You know, exactly. if fast Stuck. forward
2: about you know twenty years from now, when Apple goes bankrupt again because. I don't know. Some No one's buying the iPhone 37. And, um, because, <laughs> What's going to happen uh, when it gets knows? to that level? Because, or, or, or because <laughs> iPhone 37, the implanted version isn't up to snuff, and it, they can't fix it because it's already been surgically installed into the the, the back left cortex of your brain, and it's not upgradable, or there's something fries, and you plug a speaker in, and your brain blows. Like, I mean, <laughs> you'll get out of the ecosystem, I'm sure.
1: Well, listen, I can barely plug in a pair of speakers without you know, destroying a mixing desk. So <laughs> I probably will not be keen on anything being implanted into my brain because, you know, when they plug in the USB, whatever, they stick that up. Um, I, I don't think that will <sighs> work out very well for me, to be honest. Um, and that is we're out of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, that note, on that note, perfect timing. Uh, we are out of time. But listen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, keep in touch, as always. Feedback at AMI.ca. Phone number coming up as well. Mark, Sean, Thanks, guys.